Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of the To Be Fair podcast. Dak Prescott finally gets his money. MLB opening day is coming in hot. Pirate baseball is looking real good. And was the NBA All-Star Game a success? Let's get into it. All righty, let's get into it. So, unfortunately, our buddy Zach is not here with us today, but we're going to roll on and Wish him well as he's working down in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm going to ask y'all a question like we normally do. How was everybody's weekend and what was the best part of it? Uh, got to go live on the uh, good old baseball field on the club team. Felt good. But uh, a little strange because last time we were there, I drove home to New York and then I never came back. So mm, It's a long <laughs> ways. Yeah. Been a while, huh? Yeah, about twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, mine was probably uh, getting to go to a baseball game for a while. Felt good to be back in the stadium. I actually went to a baseball and basketball game. Felt good to be back in the stadium and cheering on the Pirates. Cam, uh, I would say the highlight of the weekend was probably celebrating Andrew's twenty-first birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, bro! Uh, it was a good night. Lots of fun. Uh, just a good environment to be around all my friends. It was a great time. Can't complain. Yes, sir. And mine would be also on the road of Justin's. Got to go to a basketball game, even though you'll learn more about that in this week's Worst Calls, for me at least, about the basketball game. But it was good. It felt good to yell at some refs in person. This is an all-around great time. Yes, we. I mean, I yelled a lot. <laughs> but, hey, that's why you're there. Also, we got big news with our ESPN Bracket Challenge. All you have to do is search the group To Be Fair Podcast on your ESPN app, create you a bracket there, and whenever the winner shows up, we'll probably give you about $5 a piece, which equals $25. How's that sound? You got one attempt, make it count. There you go, one attempt, yeah. make it count. Some free money, pretty much. Even if you don't know anything about basketball, hop in it. Honestly, the, the, least, the less you know, the better off you are. Yeah, the better off you really are. I mean, we do not discriminate. Everyone is welcome. Alrighty, so let's get into this week's worst calls. Beck, you want to start it out here? I will start us off. So, like I said, got to go live this weekend. Huge pitcher guy. So, sitting there on the mound. Uh, had a couple errors in the field. So, there's a guy on second. And I'm kind of just blank. I'm kind of just <laughs> sitting there throwing. And I forgot the signs for, for a quick second. So in high, in high school, the four was fastball. Yeah. And he threw down a four. And I was like, no, wait. All right, whatever it was. I crossed him up. I threw him a curveball instead of a fastball. So then I obviously threw him a curveball. Did not catch it. <laughs> that guy had no scores. But other than that, it was a clean inning. Uh, I'm probably as sore as ever today. I bet so. But... Yeah, looked like a bit of an idiot for a bit. It'll be all right, it happens. Uh, well, mine's the usual betting. Um, <laughs> uh, took one of this dude's picks. It had a big unit, put a lot of money on it. Um, probably my biggest bet of the week, I think. Big, one of my biggest bets overall. And it missed by half a point. Ooh. It really hurt. Yeah, that's uh, tough right there. Bad. Were you in the green or the red? I did end up in the green thanks to my luckily parlay on Sunday that I did. And... Our dude did pretty well Sunday. Yeah, he did. 
Uh, I would say my this week's worst call was probably I was attempting to make a grilled cheese yesterday, changing up my uh, quality chef skills, you know, no big deal. Not quality. And um, <laughs> so the butter we have, I guess, like doesn't really spread well. So like I... It took me about four pieces of bread to figure out like how to make sure the bread just didn't break because the butter wasn't <laughs> spreading. So it was just like a, like chunky in the middle, and I was like, well, this is really unfortunate. So eventually I got it down. I made myself pretty bang grilled cheese. So it ended up okay? Yeah. Did you learn better for today when you made yours? Yes, I did. I learned better for today. I made myself a nice sausage and cheese this morning, and it was bang. That's beautiful to hear. Yes, sir. Well, mine was – so I went to the AC basketball game on – Wednesday, I believe. Is that right, Justin? We went? I think so. Wednesday. And having a good time, you know, like I said, yelling at some refs, having a good time. And we cut it to about four there, did we not? Yeah, that was pretty close. And we go down with about 20 seconds left. We're down two possessions. Remember this. We take 15 seconds to get one shot off, and it's a terrible shot. My, my adrenaline was up here like it was way up. And after that, I looked at Justin, and I, I believe I said, I can't believe it ended like that. How many times? Probably like 15. Yeah, they didn't even get a foul in at all. It was just terrible. It was just terrible. What did we end up losing by? Four. Four. We, we missed a shot and didn't foul. It was awful ball management and time control. It was just god-awful. Well, we get another chance at them uh, Thursday. Hopefully, yeah. we can Alan, do something uh, with Fort it. Fort Worth, Texas. Let's, uh, let's see the Pirates go to the big dance this year, fellas. Huh? <laughs> that would be impressive. Play now we play UCF. Oh. And we're the 14th seed. Sorry, right, don't we're the lowest. I mean, hey, bigger things has happened. Exactly. All right, let's roll into our next topic, or actually our first topic of the day. Got some good news. Dak Prescott finally gets a deal done. Four years, 160 million dollars, with up to 164. What's everybody's thoughts on that? All right, he got what he wanted. I mean, he's getting $75 million in the first year, I saw. That's pretty good right there. crazy. But, I mean, I guess that's what he wanted. He didn't wait for the whole time, and the Cowboys finally said, well, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, how do, if you let him go, then you're just stupid. Yeah. He, he kept them in so many games last year where they had no business in even competing at. So when your defense is that, like, trash, yeah, like a guy like him – Keeps you in games, and he sh- if he showcased that probably six times after getting hurt, like week seven, I think it was against my Giants. Yeah, but he, I mean, I feel like you got to give him that money. I think he's future MVP. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I despise the Cowboys, despise, <laughs> but I also despise Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it was it was earned. Yeah, I mean, he was having a great year last year until he got hurt. He was really balling out. He was helping. He uh. Help them come back, what, down three or four scores in the fourth quarter to the Falcons? Like, that That in itself is pretty remarkable. Obviously, the Falcons aren't a great team. But, I mean, Dak eventually was going to get what he wanted because are you going to turn to Andy Dalton? No. no. Are you going to go to the draft with the draft pick you have? No. So, I mean, honestly, just keeping the chemistry with the offense, Dak and Zeke, Amari Cooper, all those guys, they it was a great deal for them. That offense is going to be very superb. And hopefully the uh, defense picks it up this year. Yeah, I think it would have been, like I said, stupid to let him walk. I mean, what's what's the owner's name again for the Cowboys? Oh, uh, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. I mean, the dude, He, I feel like he's very stingy with his money. But I was watching Stephen A. Smith one day, and he's like, if that was Tony Romo, we wouldn't be sitting here 
with a franchise tag guy even thinking about franchise tagging. He'd get his money. Oh, yeah. So why wouldn't you just go ahead and give it to Dak, and I'm glad they finally got a deal. Anybody else got any more comments on that? Well, they kind of were forced into giving him some sort of a contract because if they didn't, if they wanted the franchise tag him, they were paying him almost $40 million. So if you're going to yeah. pay someone $40 million, you might as well lock him up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dak, I hope you enjoy your money, but hope you play like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening. I mean, hopefully Zeke can remain healthy and actually do something this year. Oh, he was terrible. I mean, because if he does. The offensive line was also terrible. Yeah, but I mean. It's yeah, it goes both ways. He lost it all, turnovers all the time. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't just a line. Yeah, it definitely was not. But, I mean, well, that's why Zeke's first, like, actually bad year, so I would be yeah. in shock if he does not bounce back. No, yeah, he's definitely going to do – he's probably working his ass off right now, just grinding in the weight room. Just, 100%. It's going to be scary to see that team come back. He's all, that, all, that whole offense has to be more ready than Dak is because Dak's coming back from injury, so they're going to have yeah. to pick him up to start the season. Yeah, I agree. But uh, let's go on to our next topic. I know Cam's going to like this one. Mr. Zach Ertz could possibly be heading to the Carolina Panthers. How's that sound? Love it. He commented on CMC's photo. I actually, actually pulled it up here. So CMC, our boy, my boy at least, posted <laughs> I'll be a, a Texas uniform. No, no. <laughs> posted a dope picture with the caption, keep your name, burn the cash. And our dude, Zach Ertz, who's hopefully coming, commented, this year going to be crazy. I mean, if that doesn't just – Punch in the face, I'm coming to Carolina, what else would? Yeah, I, I hope he does. I'd love a veteran tight end to come into Carolina. Uh, I mean, if we keep Teddy Bridgewater in the front quarterback, give him some that's reliable and a veteran also. Yeah. And give him something to help out, even with blocking too. So, I like it. Cam, as an Eagles fan, how you feeling? What do you want out of that trade? Um, I mean, well, first things first – I'm not shocked that like this is even a rumor. Zach Ertz was 100 percent on his way out of Philly after this year. Um, he had a pretty bad injury this past year, and then when he came back, he was like basically being double covered because our entire receiving core is just horrific, pretty much. So he wasn't really like seeing as many looks as he once was. I mean, he did nothing great things for us. I have nothing but positive things to say about him, and I wish him the best. And if he goes to Carolina, he goes to Carolina, and. I feel like he's definitely worth value, so I hope we get value out of it. But regardless, wherever he goes, he's definitely going to be a huge influence. Whatever yes, are you, uh, are you expecting to get picks in return for him, or do you want some automatic like starters? What are you thinking? I mean, yeah, I would assume we're going to probably just get picks. I mean, there's not – I don't really – I can't think of anybody like we take off your team right now that like would like be – like super beneficial like, to you. I guess beneficial or yeah. like you can fit our system. So, I mean, we would just probably take picks and run with it yeah. because it's either that or Zach Ertz is just going to like – maybe he'll even opt out. I really don't know. I mean, but kudos to him, great player. Wherever he goes, he's going to do great things. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, that, that'll be exciting, I think. I mean, he probably won't get Deshaun then. Well, you still got a chance, but I mean yeah. – uh, Houston still says they're not willing to trade yeah. Watson at all, so – who knows what's going to go on with that. I think they got a budge at some point, but he doesn't want to play there, doesn't want to be there, so they're not going to let him sit out. I don't know how you keep a guy that says, I don't want to play for you, yep. and then not even think about trading him or do anything. Because even if he does like, end up playing with you just so he doesn't get fined, he's not going to be what he can be because he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So like, why even try to keep him around? You can, you can get a lot for him, a lot for him. Oh, the- I mean, he saw the Matthew Stafford trade and all that. I mean, He's better than Matthew Stafford, so he probably yeah. should get more. 
But, I mean, we can uh, roll on the Eagles train here and stay on that. Jason Kelsey remains an Eagle. Nine million with up to 12 he can get. Cam, I like that for y'all. What do you think about it? Absolutely. Uh, I think he's actually probably the most overall healthy offensive lineman the Eagles have had in their franchise history. So that alone is pretty amazing. Secondly, he's going to be a a huge help with the new coach coming in. He's a veteran leader. He has said that, like, through thick and thin, he's going to be there for the Eagles and it will probably help – Nick Serrani or Serrani, I still don't really even know how to say it. Become a good coach for us. He will be able to help that offensive line that was really hurt last year continue to develop. And I feel like it gives Jalen Hurts kind of like a sense of calmness in the sense that he knows Jason Kelsey. He knows he's going to get him the ball on the snaps. And he's gonna. he knows that Jason Kelsey will put it on the line for him all the time. And I mean, it may be a little bit – more money than I expect, and I'm very okay with it because that dude is just a straight-up dog. Yeah, and I was reading earlier on, like, up when I was writing this and everything, He's I saw where he's been contemplating retirement for a couple years now. What do you think is the reason he is staying for at least one more year? Um, I mean, I feel like he – I feel like he maybe he's thinking, like, we're not – the Eagles aren't as tarnished as people think we are. Like, okay, yeah, we have a lot of issues, but the NFC East, like, that division wide as a whole open. is completely wide open. Like, yeah. there's no reason to say that the football team can't make it, the Eagles, the Giants, or the Cowboys. Like, it's really up in the air, and I feel like Jason Kelsey knew that. Part of the reason why I performed so poorly last year was just all the, like, chemistry problems and stuff. And now I'm thinking we have a full off season. We have our QB set in stone, which because Jeff Laurie actually just commented on Jalen Hurts and for the first time ever used, used that <laughs> P brand of his and said that Jalen Hurts is our QB1. So we're going to develop around him. That means the line's going to learn his tendencies. Our receiving core is going to learn his tendencies. And I feel like it's going to be a great time for our offense because our defense was not bad last year. And I feel like Jason Kelsey is like, you know what? I'm still in shape. I'm going to get a good, decent amount of money. And. I don't want to back out on the Bird Gang yet, and I respect that a lot. Yeah, I think it's a big get just to get him back one more year. I mean, y'all's receivers aren't really that bad either. I mean, Fulgham stepped up whenever y'all needed him to, and just, I mean, couldn't get any wins, but there's some upside there. Yeah, I mean, our receiving core was average at best last year. I mean, we got rid of Alshon and D-Jax, which I'm a little upset about D-Jax just because he's yeah. going to be an Eagles legend, but hell with Alshon. I hate up. him. You're looking up. And, yeah, Rigor is going to come back better than ever, hopefully. And Top six pick. Top six pick. If if we're not taking a receiver, we better take Kyle Pitts or DB, or else I promise you I will not be very happy. <laughs> I know we mentioned back a couple weeks ago about getting a little podcast live session going with the draft. I think that should be up in the air, and we should do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it would be free comedy for anybody who wants to come watch me uh, get mad about the <laughs> – Get mad about the Eagles pick, but it's very possible, which makes me extremely upset. Don't worry, I can see David Gettleman completely blowing this somehow. Oh, he's he's, he's effed the Panther so many times, he's going to have your draft up too, buddy. Don't worry. The hopes are never high with the Eagles drafting. That's a fair point. All right, on to our next topic here. So, when I was writing this, I was expecting Dak not to be franchise tagged. So, is there any notable players out there you think will be tagged by tomorrow. Tomorrow? tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Oh, full right. Uh, Chris Godwin, on the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. Has Aaron Jones signed back yet? No. He's a possibility. Did Joe, Justin Simmons got tagged, right? 
Um, yeah, Marcus Mage got tagged too. Safety for the Jets. He's a dog. Kenny Galladay. I hope he doesn't get tagged. I would love him to be in a Giants uniform. That is like the what we are missing in our offense. Like, no. <laughs> I saw uh, Panthers are looking at franchise tag Taylor Moton. It's our right tackle, which is good because he's one of our best offensive linemen, and we really need offensive linemen to have at it. Yes, we do. We think Allen Robinson. I would love Allen Robinson in blue and white. I'd love it. Kenny Galladay? And that, none, of that, none of that is like logical. Oh, I know. I'm, just, I'm fantasizing over yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things. A lot of people can get tagged. He's, he's young, too, ain't he, Robinson? Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's early 20s. Sure. I'll check right now, actually. Let's see. Well, I feel like if you're going to be. Tagging him, you kind of need to figure out something at the quarterback position. I know yeah. Mitch had twenty-seven. Mitch had a good, or not a good end, but he wasn't really that bad towards the end of the season. But there's talks that they're going to go get Watson. Like they got to do something quick. Yes, yeah. yeah, they got to do something. Mitch is not with that. Guy. With that, but with that defense, you don't need to put out a top-tier quarterback. So if Mitch can just be average, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, and Allen Robinson would definitely. And if they want to contend, then they got to upgrade at the quarterback position, obviously. But that yeah. is going to be talked about in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, we can roll. Y'all need to talk about some mock draft stuff. I got to pull it up here on my phone. I, I've still seen that too. The the Panthers. Most mock drafts I've seen have the Panthers trading up at number three and yeah. taking Justin Fields. Which you want? Yeah. Fields, the, uh, Fields or Wilson. So the top few. I'm gonna I'm gonna list them off here. So the Jaguars go out and get Trevor Lawrence. Big shocker. Yeah. The Jets get Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback. And then this is when the trade occurs. The Panthers trade with Miami to get Justin Fields. And then the fourth is Trey Lance. That's four straight quarterbacks. Ah. Four. Yeah. It depends. It, that depends if – I feel like the Dolphins trading down are almost like a lock. Well, it says here yeah, via mock well, trade with Miami through Houston. Because they have – so Miami has Houston's first-round pick. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, sense. like, they need – they don't need – they need a receiver. So, they're talking, like, taking Pitts or one of the three receivers, like Chase, um, Waddle, or Smith. Mm-hmm. You're not taking a number one receiver at three when there's teams out there that have much bigger needs to fill, like the quarterback. Because they know it's kind of a four-quarterback draft, and then yeah. it all falls off after that. The, so The mock draft does have them getting Smith at eight. You may have – Seven uh, going chase to the Lions. So I, I just feel like it's almost guaranteed that they're going to trade down the Dolphins. Like, there, there's too many teams yeah. that need to like fill a need, and they're going to get a lot of interest out of that pick from many teams in the top 15. That could be looking for a new quarterback. I hope. Well, I mean, the dream scenario is we trade down to three. And trade up? Trade up to three. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were talking about Dolphins. Yeah, we, talking about that. we trade up to three. And the Jets take Fields, and we get Wilson. I'd rather have Wilson than Fields, but I don't see that happening because Wilson is the number two quarterback in the draft. You'd you rather have Wilson than Fields? Yeah. I like Fields. You are bugging. Uh, I mean, I like you can't – I feel like the skill set right now, Wilson's the better quarterback right now, but there's a lot more upside on Fields. So, yeah, I don't, also, there's, not, there's not really a, get, a go wrong pick there. I yeah, there's like, not. But also, apparently a lot of my Jets fans have said – Jets fans' friends have said that Wilson kind of like reminds him of Sam Darnold, 
And if Zach Wilson hops into that system and just shits the bat, I will just be so happy. I despise <laughs> the Jets. They're, I love the question at quarterback for them right yeah, now. It's beautiful. The, the, boy, the boys in Westchester, you guys are the homies, but fuck the Jets. I would love to watch either Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson hop into that uniform because I feel like they're both going to suck with your piss-poor offense. And I just I simply can't wait. I mean, to be honest – Zach Wilson has more upside than Sam Darnold. Please keep Sam Darnold. Let me let me get some more laughs. I, I, I saw the on the SMY Twitter, Sports New York Network or something like that, and they're talking about building around Darnold through the draft. So, you know, so no, so no one likes Darnold at this table right here. He sucks. Yeah, no, he's the worst quarterback. He's in the with the Jets. Okay, but he's still the worst quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah obviously he's on the Jets, but like. There's a, there's a time where you need to start fresh, and I don't think I think yeah. that relationship is done there. Yeah, I can agree with that. I was just I knew coming out of college, he was pretty good, and had a lot of hype around him. It's just it's just time to move on. Yeah, Sam Darnold is literally horrific, and if the Jets are just that dumb to keep him, and like maybe <laughs> one day, it. maybe one day he could be a like a decent starting quarterback for a team, but like his career with the Jets is over. I think that it's just done. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Do you think if they traded him out, would he be anything? Potential. I mean, I don't even know. The right system and the right offense around him, yes. Like, they're talking going to the Steelers because of Juju, because they played at USC together. Yeah. But they just reconstructed Big Ben's contract. So maybe like next year or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really see a team that wants him. Because if you're going to contend, you're not going to want. Sam Darnold. Yeah, you're going to look back at the stats and be like, eh. The only, the only benefit that the doubt I'll give Sam Darnold is he was really good in college, and then he basically got thrown into a Jets system that literally is just god-awful. They're absolutely atrocious. And if Sam Darnold gets put in the right system and like with the right pieces, like Justin said, he probably could hold his own. But, I mean, I don't. You, you don't know that. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a big question mark, like, no matter what. Yeah, but I mean, I'll give him back to the die. I feel like everyone in any sport has get second chances, and but if they keep him, I'm just gonna sit there and laugh because he will literally just be absolutely terrible. And I'm so extremely happy. if you if he stays, you kind of got to feel like they're either trading down or they're taking Penny Sewell, Sewell or whatever. How you say his name? Yeah, um, I think you got to trade down if you're not drafting quarterback. Yeah, because there's so many teams that want a quarterback, and there's four quarterbacks. And I think they're gonna go one, two, three. I agree. Unless, I don't know. I mean, I so, say this Panthers slide up, trade trade in at two. No way. Right. Trade in two. Well, if the Jets, if the Jets are set set yeah. on Darnold being their quarterback, let's just say that yeah. you guys trade up. What do you? Are, is Teddy just going to sit there and be a backup, or are you going to try to move him in that deal, or what, or trade him elsewhere? Like, what, uh-huh. what are you doing? I would hope we would move him in the deal. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't mind him being there because he is a good leader and a he'd be a good bridge quarterback. So too. he'd be a decent like quarterback to maybe start out the year and see how he's doing. But um, whoever we get, Wilson or Fields, let him learn under him, and then see what happens after. That. See how it goes. I mean, I like Bridgewater too because he sat there and learned. Was Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he's, so he definitely knows. Like, he knows a lot about the he's game. A good mentor, and I think he could. Yeah. A lot, a lot of yeah. things, a lot of places you can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not an NFL GM. That's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. But uh, staying on the quarterback train there, I mean, Big Ben signed 
guys what, what was it again? He cut I think his... he cut it from almost twenty million dollars a year to like thirteen and a half million. So yeah, roughly seven million dollars to play around with. And with a team that's tight for money like that, that's kind of big for them. Yeah, we got somebody at this table that was bashing Big Ben, saying he's, he's not taking a He's not taking a He, I mean, that still didn't change my opinion on him. He's still extremely selfish. I mean, it's it would be extremely stupid for him not to have taken that pay cut. So he did what he should have done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I'm just saying, like, yeah, I was like crapping on him, but I feel like I have the right to crap on him because he really is a selfish dude, and there's plenty enough that he's done off the field that goes along with that. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, moving on to our next seg- uh, segment here, some college basketball hoops. I'm, I'm pretty sure you all are very excited. I think Thursday, next week, it starts. you got the ACC, the big team. I'm looking forward to the it. The big conference court tournaments are starting this week, and, I mean, I couldn't be any more excited for it. Yes, I love March Madness, everything. Yes. I mean, just sit here and just not do anything and watch some basketball all day. Basketball <laughs> I'm going to tell your boss here. I'm going to get him to listen to our podcast and let him hear that. Have at it, E. McLeod, Evan Johnson, <laughs> listen to it, baby. <laughs> but no, I got some notables listed here. I mean, Houston won off a prayer from half court yeah. yesterday. Yep, I can't believe they made that. Uh, he they turned were- around. I was like, there ain't no way. Fuck Houston. And he banked it in. Houston <laughs> lost to the Pirates, and that's all that matters. Dude, they're sellouts. They are one thousand percent. And I really just just imagine this: uh, ECU makes their glorious <laughs> play in the AAC <laughs> tournament. Can't we see can't. Houston, and we beat them again. And the Pirates punch a ticket to the bank. okay. So <laughs> not only do they have to go through, and suddenly I dropped the NCAA hoops control. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to go through just Houston there's and Memphis and Memphis and like even. Cincinnati. Yeah. Like UCF, is, I mean, got a good yeah, coach. Still, don't matter. Pirates by Zillian. <laughs> but there's some other one. I mean, Baylor won over Texas Tech. That was a pretty big margin, that wasn't was it? A comfortable win, too. Yeah. And then, Bacon going to take the rest of it. Bracketologist there. Bracketologist, how are you Yeah, sure. It? So, we're looking at right now, the only two conference champions there are right now. You have Winthrop in the Big South. They just won their conference Sunday. Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yesterday. And Liberty took it over again yesterday. So those are the only two conference champions right now, but some people are in the semifinals, and then obviously like SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, like ACC, all those tournaments are starting up. I think it's tomorrow. So I think the only two number ones you could predict right now definitely is Gonzaga and Michigan. I think they got a number one unlocked. I don't think Michigan's Number one seed? Yeah. Oh, at number one seed? Number one seed, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Michigan's going to win. That, like, that whole saying. conference is kind of up in yeah, the air right now. Well, is Michigan State playing at home or away? It's a neutral court, right? Yeah. Michigan yes. State's not winning and not beating anybody. They're going to lose in the first round. They're hot. Dude, they play so good at home, but they can't win on the road. I mean, they're, yeah, but they're it's hot. Not, it's not, like, really the road, in my opinion. It's a neutral site, so you won't have, like, the fan environment that they have to go play in. Well, yeah, that's true, but. It seems every game they play away, they're just god-awful and can't shoot. And at home, they're just, like, I mean, magic. They just beat Michigan. Who else did they beat? They beat Michigan, and they beat... What was the other team? They beat, like, a top-ten team. Was it Illinois? Or no, it was Ohio State. Yeah. Yes, Ohio State. One of those te- two teams, I can't remember. But they're getting hot at the right time. And, I mean, if you look back, like, three weeks ago, they were spinning into Neverland. They were going nowhere. But now, they're projected, like, an 11 seed right now, I think. If things fall in their 
plays, I think they can kind of shock some people in the tournament because their play from their guards have been so much better. Yeah, and that coach, Tom Izzo, I mean, Tom, he's been yeah, there plenty of times. He's going to do his thing and coach them up. So, you guys got any dark horses you guys like? Not the big favorite? For me, Carolina. Oh, my God. Shut up. The only one for me that I can say is a lock that has a first sure shot is Gonzaga. I mean, they haven't really played tough, tough teams, but... That's my only thing with that. Yeah. Because, like, you have teams in these big conferences, like Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan, All they're all top five teams, and they've played each other a couple times. They've had good competition all year. So I think they're more prepared for this run in the bracket. And, yeah. I mean, I think Gonzaga plays St. Mary's tonight. Yeah. They're playing a four seed, and they're almost 20-point favorites. Yeah, that's true. I mean, also, I feel like my dark horse, in my opinion, Loyola Chicago. Dude, they are a good team. They they are a great team. I feel like I've seen them in the tournament uh, the past few years. They're always like that team that's sneaking around. Yeah. I feel like they have the talent and the teamwork to, uh, like, play together and put together a win against a big name. And, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's my sleeper team. And I'm not – even like the biggest college basketball guy, but just based off what I see, I feel like that. Have y'all got to watch any of uh, Loyola Chicago play? I watch them play Drake. Their defense is probably one of the best. So I'll I'll make a funny little little point here. So that center, I feel like every broadcast you turn on, they give you a fun fact about him and how he can play the harmonica. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that a couple times. (laughs) Like, thank you, broadcasters. I need to know that. I I haven't watched many of their games, but I know that they are going to grit and grind. They're going to Oh, yeah. They're going to beat you up. I'm going to do whatever they can on yeah. defense to make you not score. They've allowed, I think, 56 points per game. Granted, no, that's a, granted, not in the best not in the best conference of all worlds, but 56 points a game over 40 minutes is still that's a, pretty yeah, impressive. That's, that's very impressive. Drake was ranked at one point in time. They beat them, so that's the top 25 win. I'm not sold on Drake either. I'm not either. I mean, they're... They didn't have a great second half of the year. They didn't have a bad one. But I mean, they could definitely out. come in and upset somebody, but I don't see them going past the second round if I they do. If Drake makes the tournament. They're sitting in right now as a playing game with Seton Hall. I can see that. Has, so, their, uh, has their conference tournament happened yet? They begin no, they, today. almost done. They lost to Loyola. Oh. So that's how yeah. they played. So yeah. I think they're, yeah, I can see them getting they're almost in the final there. Yeah. It just okay. depends on who wins the other conference tournaments and if, if there's any big upsets in that where somebody else has to get in that didn't yeah. win the conference tournament. But. Yeah, Loyola Chicago, by the way, is the Missouri Valley Tournament champion. Okay, so they did. Oh, so they did. Yeah. yeah. So we missed out on that. Sorry about that. One team I'm absolutely massive on, I said it last week, I don't even know if they're dark horses at this point, but UConn. I am truly believe that they can go very deep in this tournament. You think so? They started out kind of slow this year, too. James Booknight was injured. With, him, a dog. with him back, I think that they are 7-1. and one. Yeah, That's impressive there. Yeah, I mean, right now they're projected to 10 seed. I feel like they can make a run to the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, Dan Hurley, who's from you know, who was from the University of Rhode Island. I watched him coach for a little while when uh, – they played, like, Obi Top and stuff, and then he decided to go over to UConn. And, I mean, I, I lived in Connecticut for almost six, like, 12, 13 years of my life, and yeah. this probably might be the best team I've watched from UConn since the Kemba yeah. era. Yeah, that and, I mean, James Booknight is 100% a top he's, he's eight the real pick, thing. in my opinion. They have a lot of good surrounding pieces, and Dan Hurley is a 
freaking great coach, and I, I think he's ready to take them take them far. Yeah, another one I was thinking about just while we were talking is Creighton. I mean, they're not a bad team. They got Wichita right now. They're projected five, and they're slated to play Wichita if this ended today. Yeah. And that's not an easy first No, that's not easy at all. Wichita's been playing very well as of late. And they always can shoot the three ball. And they're Every uh, year. They're on suspending their coach. Obviously, what he did to get suspended was completely unacceptable. It should not have been tolerated at all. But I guess they're letting him have a second chance. And I feel like hopefully he can bounce back and get the team to like respect him and trust him again, and they can make a run. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I did see some players say that they were not not backing him up, but they were like, "We want him here. Like, we want him as our coach. He made a mistake." Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he deserved a second chance for most people, but it's a good thing he's getting it. So yeah, he definitely deserved it. 100%. Sure, he got he faces consequences. He was reprimanded, and I mean, I would a hundred percent feel like the team had a lot to do with him coming back. Yeah, and the team wants him there. Let the let the team speak. Yeah, I agree. He's got a, he's got a lot to prove as a person, and I mean, if he can bring it on the court too, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for the next couple weeks. It's going to be fun. Get rowdy, fellas. Got one more team that I'm pretty big on. What's that? Who's that? LSU with uh, Ken Thomas. Yep. He's been playing out of his mind. As of late, I think he's averaging 21 points per game and I think like six or four, five or six assists. And he's shoot the lights out and he's getting hot. Dang. So I think that they can – Shock some people because they're not really talking much right now. They're a 10 seed projected and they're supposed to face Virginia. Virginia's been on and off all year. Yeah, they're very hit or miss this year. Yeah, exactly. So but if they win that, they'll have West Virginia second round. If that, again, if it's that yeah. day, so We'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Ready for the madness. March Madness is always, always a great time. Oh. And it's going to be fun. We should all just have a watch party, not do anything. Just I'm watch basketball. Procrastinate about all a, the work. We're about to put up like, a bunch of TV up in our rooms in our apartment. We're just going to sit there and watch. Sounds like I'll be coming over there a lot. I have three or four TVs now? Hell yeah. It's going to get freaking rowdy. We keep two in there, so we can add a couple more. We're going to get a Jake table out there and some extension cords. And we're going to be rocking and rolling, <laughs> baby. Hopefully the Wi-Fi doesn't go out. Yes. <laughs> all righty. So on to our next topic, the NBA. So the All-Star game was last night, but I want to talk about Blake Griffin first. Going to the Brooklyn Nets. What do y'all think about that? Damn it! (laughs) All right, well, first of all, Blake Griffin obviously isn't the player he once was. He hasn't dunked a basketball since 2019, which is actually really upsetting. Injury set him back, but he's still Blake Griffin, and if Blake Griffin becomes even half of what Blake Griffin once was, I'm going to be punching the air. And secondly... Uh, what I don't understand about this, though, is, like, they're literally allowing that when they vetoed CP3, okay, Kobe, yeah. and Dwight to play together. And I'm sorry, you can say whatever you want, but Blake Griffin was a former All-Star. Katie's an All-Star. James Harden's an All-Star. And Kyrie's an All-Star. That is completely unacceptable, I believe. Okay, Blake Griffin is terrible now. <laughs> Dude. He's nowhere near what he used to okay, be. Okay, I'm, I'm and not the caliber, the caliber of the player that CP3, Kobe, and Dwight were at the time... Okay, but guess what? So then forget Blake Griffin. What about the other three? 
They shouldn't be on a team together. Okay, yeah, but now <laughs> big threes are happening. All hey, yeah, guess what? Now it's gonna be now it's gonna be big three and a half. Damn it! I don't <laughs> want Blake Griffin on that team. Because right, now. now he's coming off the bench, and who's guarding him on the Sixers? Fucking Corkmoss? <laughs> I don't need it. But all I'm saying is, is if somehow the uh, Sixers could make a move for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's all I got for it. <laughs> Another buyout candidate, Drummond. I feel like that's Lakers. Him going to Lakers is almost guaranteed. You think so? Yeah. Go to the West Coast. Stay away from the Atlantic Division, damn it. I, I, now I'm thinking about it. I hope he goes to Celtics. No, no, stop. <laughs> I hope well, the Knicks also have yeah. division, but I don't care. Get simply him. through the centers. Get, get him out of here. Go to the West Coast. But go isn't play it, with Dan. Be his papa? Go play with, he is his papa. Is like, oh. Dude, I don't need him alongside other co-stars. Go to the West Coast. I will be very happy for him and my fantasy basketball team. But take it away from my <laughs> division, please. Damn it. It's always a funny time to see Cam get riled up over here. Yeah. Andre Drummond, great player. But I don't need someone who averages like 30 and 20 coming to, coming to my division. No. Because he's not coming to the Sixers means no, no, no. Goodbye, <laughs> West Coast. See you later, Andre Drummond. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a sub from Ernie's. That place is banging. <laughs> Go. West Coast. West right. Coast. <laughs> so, so another topic. The All-Star game was last night, like I said. What was everybody's opinions and reactions on that? Um... I mean, like, the game kind of sucked. Yeah, I, not, I not like the format. Last of days, cool play. Just the whole game wasn't that good. Like the, the skills challenge wasn't that good. The three point contest. The three point contest was probably the best part of the night. Really? Yeah, Mike. Dunk Conley, contest wasn't any good. Mike, the dunk contest sucked. I didn't get to watch it. They, had, three, busy, they but... had three contestants in it because they had to fit it in at halftime, which I understand. Yeah. But just, like, no fans there. Like, there was no energy, like, nothing to get excited about. And, like, the contestants, yeah. Like, obviously, my Obi Toppin was placed for my team. Not something to get excited about. Yeah. A lot of people were like, who is this guy? Like, you had people well, saying, who is Amphrey Simons? Who is Patrick yeah. Stanley? My thing is with the dunk contest and all that stuff is, like, I like when those no names are in it because it allows people to – grow their name. Like, back when Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine were in the dunk contest, yeah, like, you could say, okay, they were playing well, whatever. But that's really what made them start sticking out. Like, if you if you talk about Aaron Gordon, you talk about the dunk he did over the mascot yeah. or the time he dunked, dunked over Tyler Hall. That, that would have worked if the dunk contest had ran well. Okay, yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time... There wasn't a single 50. Okay, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb, great. NBA legends... Hit the road. We don't. We don't need the judges anymore. The fans should be the ones voting. How would you do that though? Create an app or something. Create like an app. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's, not, it's not hard. Like NBA.com has a website. Be like, all right, NBA.com slash dunk contest. You hop on there. Yeah. And you type it in. I mean, like, I get time constraints. That may not be the most ideal. Also, people but, are trying to like sabotage. Yeah, like I mean, but I feel like it allows the fans to get involved, which is good. And I don't know. Uh, All Star game was crappy, but. Giannis, 16 for 16 shooting. Three threes? Two threes Two off threes. the bank. Banks aren't open on <laughs> So uh, They were last night. And uh, Dane and Steph Curry having themselves a half-court contest. That was pretty freaking impeccable. Mr. Hughes is in pain. Yeah. 
Shout out, Drew, buddy. Uh, it's quite a shame you missed your under by four points. I did tell you to hammer that, and it should have worked because uh, Team Durant came down the floor and scored a bucket, and three seconds later, Dan chucks up a half-court shot and drills it, and Drew's under's washed. <laughs> so uh, I do feel bad for you, but, you know, I mean, you kind of live in our apartment, so that, that's, the, uh, that's the tax of the fun. So who needs a player, some kind of piece, to allow them success or to get them over that hump, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you don't make any sort of move, you're not getting any better. You're just going to continue to tread water and be average. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, listen, the Celtics def- definitely need a better big man or maybe even another scorer. But hey, if, if uh, Danny Ainge wants to sit back and stick his thumb in his butt or do whatever he does on uh, any day that ends in Y, can, can, can continue <laughs> to do it because let me tell you. <laughs> Fuck the Celtics. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Watching them not be as good of a team as they should be after listening to all the chitter-chatter about the 4-0 sweep, blah, blah, blah. Get shit on <laughs> That's all I got to say. Cam's I, hatred I, for the Celtics runs deep. I, I hate the I finally the knew something more about Cam, about NBA, is uh, Giannis did have three threes in oh, the game. I stand corrected. Two, two, two baked in and then one he actually made, for real. But, wow. That's impressive. I like that. Yeah. All righty. One more trade. Yeah, go ahead. It's just Victor Oladipo. That's a trade candidate. The Rockets don't want to pay him. He's been rumored elsewhere. Now supposedly the Warriors are in contact with him. So that's going to be interesting on how that works. I don't really know who would go in the deal. I'm kind of <laughs> lost for it. I mean, I just kind of hope that he doesn't go to the Knicks because he's it's it's like his middle name is inefficient. He shoots five of seventeen from the floor every night. I thought he was a pretty big name. He I was because twenty eighteen, I think it was. He was playing out of his mind. Probably one of the better shooting guards in the league. You'd probably call him like a top five shooting guard at the time. He could do it on both ends of the ball. Yeah. And he got hurt, missed a lot of time, and now he's back. And he's still putting up a lot of points, but it's just not really at an efficient total. Yeah, like I think he's shooting sub forty percent from the field. That's you just not you think it's done. just where he's at now, or like you think of a change could help? Shots. Yeah, like I don't know if he it's kind of like his role, I guess. Yeah, I what feel like he's kind of lost in the sauce. He, he kind of is like. <laughs> explain <laughs> that, please. Explain that for explain that for our listeners. Uh, lost in the sauce kind of means like you're just lost in the sauce. <laughs> I mean, like it basically means. All right, lost in the fog, maybe? I don't know. Is that... He's just clueless? Yeah. There you yeah, go. Like, yeah. no, I want to say clueless. More like he doesn't really have, like, a set role. So he keeps getting bounced around, and, like, he hasn't really had, like, a stable team that he plays for. So he's, uh, I guess, lost in... The sauce. Lost in the rocket sauce? <laughs> lost in the sauce has been always a good thing, I thought. No, lost in the sauce means, like... You're lost in the sauce. Because it's like just impossible. Like you're you're lo- you're lost in the tremble thing. All right. So you just you just like pulled off some crazy moves at the landing court. They're gonna say oh, No, I know. You look at him like yo, like if I, like say I give uh, oh, yeah, no, say right, I give right, Mr. Right. Bozart a nice little uh, baby hook, homeboy's lost in the sauce. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, tripped off. <laughs> all right, get get off. Uh, all right, well, last comment. Yes, if you're if you're saucy, then you're good. Because if you're saucy, you're making someone lost in the sauce. We just got so off track, but I loved every second of it. So, all right, so let's roll into some college baseball here. 
So starting out with our beloved and lovely Pirates going three and four. <laughs> they lost to Old Dominion on Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday in extra innings. Bats kind of got off slow. I mean, bats got off slow, and then they wanted to pick it up after Old Dominion. I already scored three yeah. runs in the twelfth inning. We scored two with a runner on second, and we popped up. But good effort. They kept in there, even down three yeah. in the twelfth inning. They got the bats alive, and it helped this weekend. And then this weekend they came out and just yeah, destroyed that state. state. But uh, Norby <laughs> with another great weekend. Yeah. Seth Cadell with another Seth great Cadell, week, great weekend. weekend. Gavin yeah. Williams, my dad. Bro four came pitch, out and shoved. Four innings pitch, zero runs. I think two, Literally two just shoved. Yeah. Just shoved. I mean, Tyler and Cooch now have their best stuff, and the bullpen really helped pick it up. The yeah. bullpen is very deep, and to have Gavin in the bullpen. And, and Bridges. And Wilson Hunt as our third starter. Just, yeah. Because Gavin, Gavin wants to be a starter, and he can be a starter. So having three pretty good starters right now and having him in the back of the pen in case yeah. somebody struggles – he can go to four or five innings and keep it scoreless. That's pretty huge for him. Yeah, that's that's a game changer right there too. And also, the Pirates got brought up to number fourteen in D one, according to D one Baseball. And Arkansas remains at number one. They swept Murray State. I'm not real sure what Murray State has. They're not the best. Arkansas is pretty good. Arkansas is good. But are good. Yeah. If we continue to pick up this, all right. So how many games are we play in the next two weeks? So we only have Eight. one. One in the next two weeks? Oh, next two weeks. We have one this week. We have Tuesday. one this week and then three the week. Is it the same? So it's four games a week? Yes. We don't think we start conference play until like three weeks. Ahead. Okay. So say in these next two weeks we go seven and one or six and two. Are we breaking the top ten in the playoffs? Yes. I think if everybody or like say the 10, 11, 12, and 13 drop one game or two games, then yes, most definitely. Um, I think if everybody else has a good run, then I think we can definitely move up to 12 or 11. But I think it's definitely a good shot if we go 7-1, and one, then we can break the top. Yeah, game. I think so. I, mean, I think we'll eventually be there. We also play Duke tomorrow, who's still a really good team, and I feel like they're that ranked. could definitely – Are they ranked? They, mm, they were. Right right now, well, regardless, they're a good team, and that could definitely help us out because we're playing Charlotte, who isn't really, I guess, like a great team. Yeah, Charlotte's really not going to help with and, that. But if, if we come out and slap Duke around again like we did last time, that'd be really beneficial. Also, I was going to add on to these few things. Shout out Ben Newton, first career home run as a pirate. Pretty awesome. I got your ball, but I gave away to a kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so Duke is not ranked anymore, but they were when we first played them. They're a fringe. Yeah. They're a solid ball club. Yeah, they're definitely a solid ball club. And I don't have Duke on here, what they did this past week, but I do have Carolina. Carolina went one and two. But it's against a pretty good Virginia Tech team at rank number 18th in the nation, and UNC actually dropped out of the rankings because of them losses. That's that's pretty shocking. UNC's got a good team. They do have a new coach now, um, so see what they can do. We'll play them twice this year, one home, one away. Yeah. So we'll see what we can do against them. See yeah. Who they really are. And also we got Virginia on here. He they go two for two on the week. They beat George Washington, I believe, it was on Tuesday, and then they lost to Florida State. Twice, Friday and Saturday, and one Sunday. Florida State's got a pretty good club. Oh, yeah, they're always solid every single year. Anybody else got any some inputs on college baseball? Uh-huh. No, not really. I mean, uh, the more college baseball we see means the closer we get to MLB. So Yes, that's true. And, I mean, MLB is coming up real soon. But before we get to that this weekend, all I really saw, I mean, we got ECU playing Tuesday against Duke. 
There ain't really many. I mean, there are weekend games, but none that stand out. That stand out, other than some ACC matchups with Wake versus Miami, Clemson versus NC State, and then NC State plays Duke, I believe. On no, excuse me, I think it's Clemson versus Carolina. I wrote that down wrong. And NC State versus Duke this yeah, weekend. We're, we should be getting close to conference play. Once we get to conference play, there's no midweek games. And then we play four games on the weekend. So playing four games. I know two years ago when we had a full schedule, we went 20-4 and four in our conference game. So if we can go right around there again, we'll be looking pretty though. Nice I said we go 24-0. Oh, yeah. I think we played more games this year, though, since we have four. So. Then infinity and O. How about that? I mean, that sound beautiful to y'all's ears? There's a couple good teams out there, but I mean, Pirates can definitely do it if they stay hot. So I know you just said there's some good teams out there. Name them. Well, who do you think is going to be a pretty tough opponent? Oh, shoot. Yeah, put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, UCF is pretty good. They they beat somebody <laughs> last weekend that was pretty good. Who, who did um, uh, was it? It wasn't the number one. It was like a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? It, was, it might have been two weekends ago where – I saw it and I was like, I was really shocked because UCF. I mean, UCF not never a bad club, yeah, but they're never like good. They beat Mississippi, Ole Miss, who was okay. ranked number one. Uh, they beat them once. No, they beat them twice. They won the series. Sorry. Oh man, they won the series against the number one team, so that definitely will scare you a little bit. But then they lost all three games to Liberty, and Liberty. Well, Liberty's solid. Liberty's okay. We we played them. Last fall, and we killed them, but, I mean, that's, again, a year and a half. But Liberty season. always has a pretty decent ball club. Yeah, they yeah, do. We also got uh, we got UNC twice this year also. Yeah, we just said that, and you missed it. Oh, wow. Damn. Wow. Yeah, if uh, uh, anybody just, doesn't know, I have the worst delayed year, earring. Worst years. Delayed earring is definitely a problem of <laughs> mine, and, you know, I guess I got to try and fight through it, but uh, no words. But, hey, it is notable <laughs> to mention we do play Carolina twice, so. Yeah. Also, Wichita State usually has a pretty solid team. Yeah. So, I mean, also, there's, we just some good teams in the AAC. I feel like the the Americans kind of not not as strong as all the other leagues. Oh, they're definitely not. I mean, EC is definitely number one, projected number one. So, I mean, and not everybody's strong. That's why we went yeah. forward of the year. Yeah. And we're good, but going twenty to four in conference is probably one of the toughest things to do. And doing yeah. that. Shows kind of how weak our conference is, and also shows how good we are. Because in baseball, anybody can go out and win any game that there is. Yeah. No matter number one versus number one hundred fifty-six, and one hundred fifty-six could win twelve nothing. Yeah, they don't go that low. Or they don't. Yeah, they don't go that low in rankings. But well, if they did, I understand your point there. <laughs> I saw there there's some team out there that thinks they're ranked one hundred twenty-six. I thought you just said fifty-six. I said one hundred twenty-six. Oh, and that's my bad of hearing there. <laughs> All right, so let's roll into the MLB action. Jose Alvarez signs $1.15 million deal with the Giants for a year. Oda Rizzi signs with Houston. Two years money has not been announced yet. I'm sure that'll be probably not a huge, huge contract, but it'll be decent. Probably, if I had to guess. Yeah, let's make a guess right here, Beck. Come on. I'm thinking Don't two. Don't get it wrong either. All right, so it's probably going to be – Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets close to $20 million. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Maybe like two years, like $40 million or something like that. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. You can see someone in that range, maybe. Because he's like, he's underrated. And he kind of was one of those, it was like Bauer. And it was like Tanaka. And it was like 
Or Rizzi. Yeah. So, like, obviously Bauer outshines all of them. And then Tanaka went back to Japan. So, I just... For Oda Rizzi, I don't... I mean, does Houston need pitching? Because he's a starter. Every team could use more pitching. Yeah. So, like, even if you have, like, a set in stone, like, five guys, you can never be too deep in a way. Why wasn't the Red Sox in this deal, you think? Probably because they have no damn money. Because they're not, they're not contending. No. It, <laughs> Mark my <laughs> word. Red, Red Sox shocking the world. This way, this way, they will be contending, I promise you. They will be right there in the hunt. They may not, they probably be, like, I'm going to say they'll end up third, and they'll be pushing They'll be pushing. They'll win that wild card game, I'll tell you what. Well, all right, we'll see. When they said the there's no extended playoffs this year. It's just going to be the basic, <laughs> the top team in each division, and the two wild cards. So your chances of making it jump, slice in half almost from eight to like five. Also, this year you said it's just the top and then. Top in each division. Yeah. And it's the two wild card like teams. <laughs> so you have to beat out not only the Yankees. Oh, easy. Yankees, Blue Jays, and the Rays. Oh, that sounds like a piece of cake. <laughs> in the division, you also have to beat out the team that does not win that division in the wild card, and we're not even including the two other divisions. I mean, yeah, we're in the same boat. It might be a piece of cake, and I'm be the show. Okay, <laughs> I do love that game, and I bet it is a piece of cake in that game. I know it is because I've done it. Anyways, so let's talk about Bauer. He's still up to his shenanigans. His it's, little, it's something new every year. Yeah. Last year he was telling the batters what he was throwing. I mean, this year he's throwing with one eye closed. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think that's that hard. To that's do. what I was thinking. I was like, is that really that tough? I mean, honestly, it's probably just something they want me to post about and just kind of show off. Yeah, one of the best players in the game right now. But honestly, I don't think that's that tough to do. But Good for him. I don't he's think he is. I mean, it's a live game you pitch in. I mean, Definitely. It, it, it was his right eye. So, like, if, he, if I close my eyes here, I mean, I can still see. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. Is it his perfect? Left eye, Don. What? Is it his perfect? You see, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't get that. That's freaking stupid. It's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, spring training, have some fun, do stuff different, but, like. Let's just cancel games whenever we want to. Yeah, let's just Fish stop the games. Oh, well. oh, we're getting our ass beat. Let's just stop. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another one. So opening day, like I said earlier, it's, it's coming in hot. I mean, April 1st? April 1st. And we're already in good old March. March. You know what? This, hopefully March Madness passes the time, and then I can watch Jacob DeGrom absolutely shove against the Nationals day one. <laughs> every year. I know Zach's not here to dispute me on that. But yeah, Zach would definitely have something to say end, about at that. At the end of the day, he like deep down, he has to know that Jacob DeGrom is just their literal dad. <laughs> and the Mets are one of the best teams on opening day. It's like Let alone the series. Like opening day, I think the Mets are probably, I think... They're like almost like sixty and like thirty eight or something like something stupid. And now you add in that beautiful shortstop over there with the blue and orange. Oh, my literal father! <laughs> don't don't get me started. I can't wait to see how much money we give him. And honestly, if it was upwards of thirty five million dollars, I would not care. I wouldn't care either. We we have had, dude, like, why do you want to resign with the match? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> why? But if you ever want to get Bex head to turn quick, it's like the Mets 
and then blank, and he's like slamming. <laughs> he's got he's got the, he's got or, the ninety degree or the turn. Knicks. Yeah. Well, uh, the Knicks this, year, gonna, right. this year, Knicks. I mean, I still can't get defensive over them because they have been terrible <laughs> for like six years. A bit, man. I owe him every apology <laughs> in the book. Yeah. Beck used to crap on this man. Because he was terrible. For anybody that doesn't know, the Beyblade is Julius Randle. Yeah, so my friends in Westchester like always used to be like, the Beyblade this, the Beyblade that. And like one day I was like, I've had enough of this shit. I was like, guys, who the fuck is the Beyblade? <laughs> and they were like, Julius Randle's. Why do you call him the Beyblade? He's like, do you see how much this dude spins? <laughs> the next day I'm sitting there watching the Knicks game. I'm like, dude. I feel like this dude just almost spent shit on me for drafting him in uh, fantasy, and, and now everybody's wants him and tried to trade for him. Well, if you guys saw and you saw how bad he was, you he would have went. Uh, how did we get to this? Oh, uh, I don't even know. So let's, get, uh, let's get back on topic here. So let's let's hear MVP predictions. Mike Trout, Bryce yeah. Harper. He's gonna have the best year he's had as a Philly. He's better be, than Lindor. I wouldn't be shocked, but then you gotta beat out. Retirement. Is he retired? Good. 